So we have these two buckets, right? And we have a list where my head is. And like, right, well, so you take this list, you're like, they take the top one. And then is this the big problem bucket or the little problem bucket? Where's the biggest problem at? And you drop it in there. And now you go through and say, where's the smallest problem? And you put it in this bucket. And then you just keep going through until you don't have any more problems left. That's it. So then we're like, all right, well, here's your MVP. Let's go solve all these biggest problems that your avatar has. And let's go build that. I don't think you blinked throughout the whole time of that demonstration. Oh my God. I do have that problem. I do <laughs> no. have like Visine where I just hit drop. <laughs> I'm like, Daniel's really serious about this stuff. Dude, I don't think he's blinked through the whole time. You got me in my jam, dude. You caught me in my jam. That was it. <laughs> no. Yeah, I can, I, I can tell how passionate you are. I'm like, this guy is like really passionate about this. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that analogy though. That's perfect. Like, okay, here's all the things you want to do. Is this solving the big problem or is this a small problem? And then you can yeah. sort of build out the MVP. I really like that process a lot. Deep conversations, fun games, and life skills with inspiring entrepreneurs. This is Games with Entrepreneurs. All right, I grew up in West Texas, which is basically a, a small town, about 150,000 people at the time. It's grown and it's an oil and gas um, city. So, it kind of flexed, you know, up and down depending on what the oil and gas market was doing or the oil and gas business. So that's where I grew up. Do you have any siblings? I got two brothers. I was the middle one. Okay. So how's that like? We we raised a lot of heck, uh, a lot of uh, havoc for my parents, but uh, I think we turned out pretty good. We got three engineers. We're all engineers, so we're doing all right. Now, did you start this company Triple E Three E Dev dot com with your brothers, right? That's right. So that yeah, it's, yeah. Originally, it started out with three engineers. That was me and my two brothers. So we called it Three E. Um, but since then, we've grown to quite a, you know, quite a quite a cool agency. I think we help entrepreneurs build their ideas and develop them. We love the idea of like going from the napkin sketch to getting them on the app store. That whole process of developing a brand and and creating a product. You know, pulling out like what problem are they really trying to solve, and then trying to offer the solution. I'm huge fan of that. And I think that's why we still do it today. It's yeah, we love doing it. That's awesome, man. What was there anything as part of your childhood that made you want to become an entrepreneur? Like, did you see it from your parents? Like what made you want to do this? No. So my parents did not do any of that. In fact, they were probably the most risk averse parents that you could have. They were showing us what it was like to be you know, with a company for um, 30 plus years, retire with, you know, all that savings that you've, you know, lived a, an okay life, but you've got like just super basic, like the American dream, right? right? And and so like, no, they didn't say anything like you need to be an entrepreneur. It was like, you're going, you should go to school and and then, you know, kind of just let us thrive. But they didn't like crush any of our ideas, which I think is why I like mate was confident enough or brave enough to do, to just go into the entrepreneur world. But um, so no, we didn't grow up that way. But when I was younger, I, I had an allowance. Okay. And I was, I would take that allowance, but for me, I was like, I wanted like, I wanted more stuff. I don't know what it was. I just, and so what we did what I did is I, uh, I took a loan from my dad. He bought me a lawnmower. And, I, and so I, I used that uh, lawnmower to mow our lawn, paid it off. And then next thing you know, I'm doing my neighbor's lawn, doing their neighbor's lawn. So now I've got like, you know, the whole street kind of circuit. And then I was able to use that money to like buy my, my girlfriend and now wife, like a bunch of cool stuff. So I'm like, dude, I, I was, I loved having my own money and like doing what I wanted to with my money. Cause I think that was the main thing is my parents were like, nah, you, you know, you sure you want to spend your allowance on that? And so I've realized that, Hey, if I want more freedom, I'll go out and make my own money. They can't tell me what I want to do with it. Right. So like we had like, I had like 12 inch subs in my truck. I had, 
you know, a new deck. We were listening to, you know, CDs, buy any CD I wanted. It was really cool because I could do whatever I wanted to with it. Wait, um, so it was your idea to buy the lawnmower? You're like, hey, I want to get a lawnmower so I can start mowing lawns, making some money. Give me a loan, dad, so I can buy a lawnmower? Okay, so I kind of like, back then my dad didn't say like, oh, I'm going to give you a loan. It wasn't like around the business, even though that's what I would do today with my girls, right? I would tell them like, all right, well, here, I'm going to give you a loan. But actually he was like, all right, I'll buy you a new lawnmower, but you got to pay me back hmm. type of thing. So I didn't really put it in the context of like running a business at that time. But I think that, you know, doing that and then looking back at that situation, like that's what my dad did for us. Right. And that was really cool. And, that, and so we had those kind of parents who were like, hey, man, do whatever you want to do. I'll help you. Yeah, that's really cool. Wait, so was it your idea to get the lawnmower though? Oh yeah, man. Cause I was, wow. I would mow my lawn. Well, see the thing was we had a lawnmower, but it was really, it was really, uh, it was one of those where you had to push. I'm like, man, this is too hard. I need the, I need the one that's like self-driving, self-propelling. Okay. And so then that's where I convinced my dad. I was like, come on dad. I, you know how many lawns I could do with this, you know? And, and so that's what, that's what happened. And then after that, I put a flyer up at my church and then we started to get, I started to get like more requests to do their lawns and the lawns got bigger and so then i got a, a friend of mine at church who joined in and we had a truck my we used my truck loaded up the lawnmowers and so we had like a little you know small business that's you awesome. know mowing lawns and that's how old were you funny, actually so we i started when i was like maybe freshman in high school and then went did it through most of high school you understood the basics of marketing, put a flyer up in church where people know you, trust you already, and then get business that way. Yeah. You know what? That's a good point. I didn't put the, put all that together at the time, but yeah, you're right. You know, there's a trust factor in there. And, and that's what I found out now is, you know, working online and like now I live in Singapore. So like trying to you know, run the business online, you have to build that trust in some way that you would do normally when you meet with somebody like doing a handshake or, meet for coffee or bring them to the office, like all those things, you're basically building trust and confidence in, the, in them trusting you with whatever there is they want to do. And yeah, you're right, man. That, that's a good point. So when did you get with your girlfriend or then girlfriend, now wife? So we were probably, uh, it was definitely in high school, freshman, eighth Dang, grade. That's awesome. Yeah, man. man. It was really awesome. It was, you know, it was crazy. We were at like an assembly. I remember the day and I saw her, she won the award for like the smartest, highest GPA. And I was like, dang, that's my wife right there. She doesn't know it. She laughs at me today when I say it, when I tell her that story. Get out. I really did know. Get out. You didn't want to like date other girls or anything? Like you just knew by eighth grade, hey, like I want that one. Well, I wasn't going to connect the dots in between, but I just said, hey, that's the one I'm going to marry. <laughs> we got some commonalities because I've been with my wife since we were 15. That was like sophomore year of high school. And I remember the day that we actually like started flirting. It was like sophomore orientation. And then we ended up having a class together and I was shocked. Like I thought it was just a little flirt thing during orientation. And then we're like, oh, and then I ended up going late to class. So I had a, like, I didn't really have a desk. I just sat right next to her desk and pulled up a chair and just sat next to her in that class. And that was like, it's these small little things. It's really weird looking back on it. Like, like, whoa, like what if we didn't have that class together? Would it just flamed out, so to speak? Yeah, I know. I, I feel, I, yeah, I can resonate with that because I remember the time where I was like, I, I knew her, I saw her, but I didn't know how I was going to introduce myself. Right. And, and, and I was like, I'm the worst at that, by the way. So I'm glad that I didn't have to go through the whole dating thing because I would, I would be terrible. Um, but my story is like we were at church and we were in this group and then our like leader, our youth leader was like putting us in different groups. And I was like, please, God, put me in our group. I mean, our group, and that's how it happened. That's awesome. and, that, and that's how we made the connection. So that was cool. That is really cool. See, this is really just an excuse to get to know my friends a little bit more. Like, I don't know if we'd ever have these type of conversations. That's what this show is all about. <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about lawnmowers and, and high school, high school dates. Dude, I think the hardest part for us was, I don't know, like how you guys have managed this, but we've been together for a long time, right? Like for me, we're, I'm almost 40. Like 25 years with the same woman, essentially, it's really hard. And I found that like, you know, you have two girls and I've got two kids too. After the second one, it was really a rough patch, especially during our, for my first year on my own, like 2014, that was a really rough patch for us. But now I feel like we're in our 40s or, you know, almost in our 40s now. 
things are really good. And I feel like with marriage, you know, I heard Oprah and Michelle Obama talk about this. Like, you got to stick it through the rough patches because once you get out of that, like, it's it's a beautiful feeling. That's what I'm feeling right now. It's that beautiful feeling after the rough patches. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I I agree 100. I think you have to make a decision, and and it goes with business too. It's like, hey, we have to decide that we're going to go for this track, and then. And if you have that decision, it's like, there's no going back. Like, no, I'm going to figure it out. And, and that's kind of what I, you know, I'm telling my kids too, is like, Hey, when you make a decision, you got to stick with it. And for them right now, it's like, Oh, do I, do I want to continue the soccer league right now? <laughs> I really want, but, but really that, you know, that whole thing that the decision-making process, it, it extends like to like even your wife, you know, your, your partner all day. So. Yeah, man, decision. You make the decision, it makes things a lot easier because, you know, like, hey, I made this decision. I'm going to stick with it. We'll Anything you like out. to do t- to the wife to, like, really, if, let's say we're, we're entrepreneurs, right? And so we're, sometimes we're working hard, working late. Anything you like to make sure, like, that you're, like, paying attention to her and not completely focused on the business? What do you like to do? Come on. Give me some Daniel oh, secrets. Oh, my gosh. No, actually, I'm, this is a struggle. This is one of our, like, constant, you know, um, I want, for some reason, I want to say battle, but that's not it. It's like something that always comes up. It was like, there's a rub. Yeah. Hey, you're always on your phone. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, I I can do almost everything from my phone. Like I need to be (laughs) here. And so I actually, I, you know what, man, maybe I need to ask you that. What do you do? Cause I need tips. I, I try to make sure there's always a date night somehow, right? Like I have that luxury. Your guys are in Singapore now, so it's a little bit more difficult for you guys now. But like we just went on a date night this past weekend because I knew that I would be away and I was a little bit away. And she had, you know, we're both trying to balance entrepreneurial life. And so sometimes she's with the kids more and sometimes I'm with the kids more. But last week she was with the kids a lot more. And so I was like, all right, we got to go on a date. Let me just figure this stuff out. And so just trying to, and then sometimes I do want to work dude at night, but then I'll be like, look, Hey honey, you want to just watch the bachelor? <laughs> like, do you want to watch anything together? But like in my mind, I prefer to be working right now. Cause I think I should be working. But I'm like, look, I can't, it's let's just have this hour before we go to bed or something together. Yeah. And we started working out together a lot now too, doing soul cycle. And that's really helped out. Like, I feel like just doing that together has just been like a really cool therapeutic exercise for us. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take you uh, on, I'm going to follow your lead on that because she does work out pretty regularly now. And she keeps telling me, you need to be working out. You need to be working out. And so, you know what? I'm just going to jump in with her. I'm going to do it. That's all I did. She's like, I want to go to SoulCycle. It was a date night and we went to SoulCycle. I was like, that's not bad. And then I never thought, dude, I, would, I never thought I'd be into indoor cycling, but it's been like the best workout ever. It's amazing. What, what, so the, this is the one where they play music? Yeah, dude, you dance to it and I'm sure you'll like it. But yeah, you dance to it. The Peloton's a little bit, I have the Peloton here, but like okay. it's more like just ride, ride, ride. But SoulCycle's like, you do all these dance moves and tap backs and like push-ups on the bike. It's been fun. Oh wow! Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't think they. I don't know if they have that in Singapore, but you know, I don't know, but they do like the karaoke here. So no. maybe there's something. There's something there. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, you start a business with your brother. Like that's something that I've always wanted to do with my brother. Like how did that develop into? Well, um, how did that develop? You know, it. So I had been working at Chevron for 10 years and we've been working on, I've been working on like IT, different IT roles. Yep. And I, I worked on a project that was really, I had traveled around the world to go and help these businesses or business units at that time, like decide if they were willing or prepared to take on an app. Cause we had built, built an in-house app that would help with their decision-making. And, and we were trying to see like, you know, are they prepared? for all types of different, you know, 10 different areas where they prepare for this app. And that's when I realized like the, like one, the impact an app can have on a business and two, like how to, how to take an app. And then, um, you know, from, from zero to a hundred, how do you build an app? And so I saw the inner works like, man, I love this thing. I can help businesses. The problem that we were having is like, you would, we would travel around, to these different businesses and and this and because of the oil and gas business itself it's like the first thing that to go is is an app or 
you know, a new app. If the app's already in the business and it's showing value, they'll keep it. But the first thing to go, and so we didn't know actually if that app was actually gonna be released because we were going through like some tough times, right? In the oil and gas business. And so that process like really, one, it lit a fire in me to like realize like, man, I can really, I can do this and I really like doing it. And so if I can do this for other people, because at that time I had kind of built a, like a, a couple of apps and, and I saw like what, what you could do with it. And actually that's where I started following you and listening to your podcast and like consuming tons of content. And so I was really you know, inspired to do something more than what I was doing and to like really have that connection with the people um, that were, wanted to build something. And I knew I could help them. And so I talked to my brothers and, you know, they decided like, yeah, man, you should do that. And they just supported me really. And they supported me. One is my older brother. He would, he had worked a few years. And so he's like, dude, I'll put in, you know, some funds. I'll invest in that. And then my, my little brother, he was, you know, still in college at the time or just, just out of college a few years. And he was like, Hey man, I can resonate with that. I can help with, you know, the technical stuff. He's a, he's a computer engineer. And so it was like all of our, you know, it just kind of worked out. And because when you start a business, you, you want to start it with someone that you can trust. And I'm like, well, your immediate, you know, who do you think of? And I'm like, maybe my brothers, yeah. maybe not everybody can say that, but I'm blessed to be able to say like, man, I, if I was going to pick anybody to work with, it'd be my brothers. They're spot on. What's the year's difference? What's the age difference between you? Two? So it's four years for my older brother. He's four years older. And my little brother's six years younger. Okay. Wow, that's that's awesome, dude. That's really cool. Yeah, so so I think like we kind of share, like we kind of learn from each other. And, you know, yeah. we're free to give advice, and because you're like, it maybe if it was a little closer, you might like butt heads. Right. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think because of the year difference, and that we're all similar, we're both we're all married. We've all have we actually each have two kids, so we're all like kind of in the same. And kind of like what you, you know, how you're sharing your story. You're like, yeah, man, I should work out with my wife. That's an easy one. Like we kind of do that all the time and it just works out. Yeah. That's really cool. I think it's at the age difference because my brother's five years younger and then we have a sister that's two years younger. And I think four or five, and you probably know this with the six, like you almost feel like this is your little brother, right? Like you want to take care of that little brother. And so almost the age difference, like perfect, man. Like I'm sure your older brother's like looking at you guys, like I got to take care of these two. And you're looking at your younger brother and be like, I got to take care of this guy. And then there's just, just like common bond. I, I don't know yeah. if there's the right word, but you know, like you just want to take care of each other. Whereas I think if my brother and I were a little bit closer in age, I'd be competing with him. Like I would really be like, no, I want to outdo you. sort of speak. Yeah. And even that's a little healthy too, if you have a little competition, but yeah. Um, I think I'm probably really easygoing and really easy to get along with, I hope. Um, and so I'm always open and I'm also like, we're all learners, constant learners. So we're sharing books, you know, business books or whatever it is that we're working on. Um, we share that with each other and we're, you know, we, we genuinely help each other with a common goal. Now like, Hey man, let's try to make something out of three E and let's, and then now we're like, hey, let's help, let's help others who, where we've already been, let's help them too. And I think that's what really resonates with us. So that's really cool, man. Hey, the next thing I want to get into is, you know, we found during research, you said you're really good at translating stuff, like mm -hmm. translating ideas into like full blown products. What's that process sort of look like if somebody comes so, with an idea? Yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing we do is we try to narrow down, like, what is the real problem that you want to solve? Yeah. Like that, that's the number one thing. Cause when we started building apps, people started calling me like, Hey man, I got an idea for an app. I got an idea for an app. And I'm like, all right, cool. Tell me about it. I love feeding off their energy, but I always, you know, as they're telling me their idea, I'm like synthesizing, like what problem are they really trying to solve? And then I try to like regurgitate that back. And if they hear me and they're like, no, not really. And I'm like, well, you tell me what is the real problem you're trying to solve? And then they, so that's where we start, start with the real problem. And after that, we're like, all right, well, how are you going to solve that problem? What is the solution that you're going to create to solve that problem? And then who is it that you're creating? Who is it that you're solving it for? You know, okay, that's your avatar. All right, well, where does your avatar live? Where are they going right now to solve their problem? And so now you're like, all right, now you've got like a kind of a complete lay of the land of like what problem you're trying to solve, who you're competing against. And now let's go build the solution or let's, let's draw up your solution first. So then we start doing the wireframing. All right. 
where is your feature description? What features are going to solve that problem? And then we start, you know, working out the, you know, what is it going to take to build that solution? So that's when we, we bring in our, our, our dev team. We all sit down we're like, all right, Hey, look, this is a solution we want to build. And then we start having the the, the conversation of, all right, well, how are we going to fund it? We want to build this. We want to build this app. We know what problems we want to solve. And then we start talking about, you know, what does an MVP look like if, if we're not ready to invest as much as, you know, the full solution is. Hey, your audio is still on mute. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. So what questions do you like to ask when you're trying to get somebody to answer that question? What's the core problem you're trying to solve? Because I think too many times, you know, when I hear these people, when I hear people talk about an app idea, you know, it's this and it's that, it's this. And they always have these multiple answers. It's never like one clearly defined answer that they're trying to convey. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what we try to do is we, we actually have a process that we go, go through where we list out, they have, they, we have them list out the workflow of what their avatar goes through. Like whatever process they're do, they're, they see the problem in. We have them walk through the workflow and then we say, okay, well, where, after you have those steps, which of those steps is the biggest problem? And we go through this process where we have like two buckets, right? Like this is bucket A, or this is like small problem, big problem, right? And we have them throw all the steps that are the biggest problem in the big bucket. Actually, it's, it's a little bit different. So we have these two buckets, right? And we have a list where my head is. And like, right, well, so you take this list, you're like, they take the top one. And then is this the big problem bucket or the little problem bucket? Where's the biggest oh. problem at? And you drop it in there. And now you go through and say, where's the smallest problem? And you put it in this bucket. And then you just keep going through until you don't have any more problems left. That's it. So then we're like, all right, well, here's your MVP. Let's go solve all these biggest problems that your avatar has. And let's go build that. I don't think you blinked throughout the whole time on that demonstration. Oh my God. I do have that problem. I do <laughs> no. have like Visine where I just hit drop. <laughs> I'm like, Daniel's really serious about this stuff. I don't dude, think he's blinked the whole time. You got me in my jam, dude. You caught me in my jam. That was it. <laughs> no. Yeah, I can, I can tell how passionate you are. I'm like, this guy is like really passionate about this. Yeah, I, I like that analogy though. That's perfect. Like, okay, here's all the things you want to do. Is it solving the big problem or is it a small problem? And then you can yeah. sort of build out the MVP. I really like that process a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'll share it with you. Uh, I have I have a blog post that we wrote on that, and uh, uh, cool. I'll be sure to include it. Yeah, yeah. And I know. That you, do, you, do you have a giveaway or like a book too? Yeah, actually. So what we created is like a, a five things I wish we knew when we first built our app. And so, I mean, I think everybody should know this at least before they build their app, their first app. So yeah, I mean, we created that for you guys uh, in the audience to um, you know hopefully inspire them to to take action and create. And that's what we love to do is uh help them with their idea but also inspire them and like to take action and so we try to create anything that we do content like like the process i just showed you with these two buckets yeah like we try to like give them tactics so that they can start taking action yeah what are what's one of the things what's 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 a big thing that you wish you knew um as a teaser for them to check out the rest of the content oh i got it up right here let me see all right well, it's okay. So the first one, we just hit it, man, is be clear about the problem you want to solve. Because once, once you're clear on that and the whole team's on board, if you're working with a team, like it's like we have a common goal. And that guides, that's like your guiding principle, your North Star. Like you know where you're going after that. And right. it's easy to make decisions. Like going back to our previous conversation, once you've made that decision, what problem you want to solve? It's like, no, that doesn't fit. Do I want to build this feature? It doesn't fit. You're like, oh, we're not going to worry about it. I know you've been in business since, I'm going to look it up, 2014. Congrats, man. That's like really amazing. What's, what, what, were, what were the tough years? Was it like, was it, were, you, were you like me where I was like, the toughest year was probably the first year for us? Yeah, because I think you go through that startup process. Of like, yeah. Well, what, you know, what is, what is our, what's our goal? What are we trying to do? What are we really trying to do? And who are we really trying to do that for? And yeah, I, I, I think year one and two because and there's always challenges but we wouldn't do it if we didn't like it you know 
you are, and this is something I'm going through where I'm like, you know, what more could I be doing? Right. And I'll get vulnerable here. So there was somebody I talked to that wanted to hire us. And I was just like, okay, here is, here's what I would do if I was your app. Like you don't need a marketing firm yet. You know, don't worry about it. Like build it slowly because of what you're trying to do. It requires, you don't need anybody yet, right? Try to find that product market fit and then try to hire a professional agency. What this client ended up doing was going to one of my competitors who then is outsourcing some of the consulting side. I guess they have a package where there's a expert consultant. Guess who that expert consultant is? Me. So I'm like, uh, okay, I told you to not hire anybody, but you obviously didn't listen. He's like, yeah, that's great. That's great feedback, Steve. I really appreciate your honesty and whatever. But he ended up paying some other, I'm assuming it's a boatload because the, the, guy, the other agency that's consulting with, that I'm consulting with, they're like, you know, they're paying me, obviously. So there's a cut. Anyways, so I'm like, like what did I do wrong? So, so, and I felt really crappy that day because I was like, man, I must have done something wrong. Either my sales sucks or I should just be confident in that. Like we can help each other out and maybe like selfishly, like just grab that money, Steve. Like obviously it's there. You didn't take it. You didn't sell it enough for them to want it. You're doing something wrong and they want to spend it. Why don't you just take it? And so, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with that. Well, um, yeah, I can resonate with that. Um, I think what, what I have found out in businesses that we were going through is that there's always an opportunity to do something different, right? Like you, like there's no rules. And that's what I like, love about business. Like if you, like, if you have like, you have a package and like, this is what you want to do, but maybe they want more, they want something a little bit different. And then if you start to like, um, um, you know, peel the onion to find out what is it that they really want. And one, one book that, um, that maybe would help in this situation is, uh, is actually a negotiation book. I'm going, I'm drawing a blank, but never it's split uh, the difference? Uh, never split the difference. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's on, my, it's on my read list. Oh man, you should listen to it and it'll okay. help you actually with negotiation. I, but one of those is like, they, they, he brings up on like the first thing that you talk about is, is an accusation. I like all the reasons why you, you know, you might not want to work with me or why you wouldn't want to work with me. And I think that, that there's always an opportunity to just kind of find, find a way what he wants and what you want and find a way that it'll work. Uh, yeah. And that, that's, that's my, I guess that's my, uh, how I might've approached it, but man, it, it's so different. Some days you, you kind of like on edge and you decided you just don't want to work with them and just stick with your guns, man. And that's cool that he came back because that shows that, that you're the right guy. I don't right know guy. if he knows that I'm the same person yet though. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, well, well, I think that when, if you come, I think you should just do the job and then do the job that you would do. Right. right? right not, right. not, not change the way you do stuff, but, but still, still execute. Well, I, I felt like, you know, here, I felt like I was being noble, right? Daniel I was like, all right, you know, feel noble. Like I'm not trying to sell you on anything. Mm. I'm just trying to tell you an honest truth. And at the same time now having faced this, I'm like, you know what, like what you said perfectly was figure out what they want, figure out what you can provide and at least, at least be honest with it. Right. Like I'm not going to be a used car salesman, but like over promise, but at least try to find a mold that fits because I feel like for me, as I started thinking about what's next for me and I don't, I'm comfortable with where I'm at. Like Business has been pretty much flat the last couple of years. I'm like, I'm happy, right? Like it's good. It's consistent. I'm not worried about it. But at the same time, like that made me realize like I'm probably leaving money on the table. Like I could be closing these people, but I'm not trying hard enough or I'm still too stubborn to be like, this is the way I do this. This is the Steve Young model and I'm not going to divert. Like I'm not going to try to be too salesy and I'm not going to try to like close every single person. But like this is an eye opener that like, People want to be closed and you just have to find, like you said, the right match for those who want to be closed in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think what I will like always make the offer, like, Hey, here's what yeah. I'm willing to do. Like, I know it may not like, it may be leaving some of the stuff that you have to do somewhere else, but here's how I can help you. Right. And as long as like you stay in your wheelhouse, like you're, you can be confident that you know that you can deliver. And then, but, but like, I would say like, put an asterisk, like, Hey, some, you know, these guys, this is one customer that's looking for this. This is mm -hmm. two customers that are looking. And if you find like a commonality, like, Hey man, maybe we shouldn't hire somebody to take care of that for us and be on our team. 
but I would wait until you, to you see evidence. Yeah. And you, I, you, I have redone our packages to include more yeah. higher end packages, but I think I need to do a better job. And I think, you know, without giving too much away, but like this company tends to do these like before afters. And I'm like, it's like before we did this after, and it's like 200, you know, zero downloads to 250 million. And for, for me, like, I feel like that's a little bit too aggressive and not completely honest. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to take full credit because I have past clients who've gone on to be like 3 million downloads, you know, like zero to 3 million without really spending any money on marketing using some of the tactics that we taught them. But then I feel like a little bit slimy doing type of things, but obviously it's working for them. So I'm like trying to balance this like, oh, Steve Young, humble guy versus like being aggressive and trying to sell, like sell the crap out of this. You know what I mean? So I don't know what that balance looks like yet. Mm. Yeah, man. I, I think, I think you, I think, you know, not trying when, to when it's, therapy. Dan was like, I thought this was about me. What, what happened here? No, this is all, this is what we do. I yeah. mean, whenever we get with somebody who we resonate with and who's in the same boat, like this is what we do. Right. This is really cool. Actually, it's a cool format. Um, no, I think, I think you already know. This is what I tell my, my other business partner too, is like, hey man, when you start feeling that feeling inside, like a little slimy, then it probably is. Yeah. Like, listen to that. That's, that's your gut telling you that, yeah, maybe it's not. But there's always some opportunity to where you can find that, that middle ground to go, yeah, this feels good saying it, putting it on my website, like, this is it, or telling somebody else. And yeah, I think you know. Do you ever struggle with like what else to do next with your company? Like, or should oh I be doing gosh. X, Y, and Z? Should I be doing this? Or like, yes. what's next for me? Yes. I mean, cause we're all, we're constantly wanting to grow and we're trying to like find out, you know, even today is like, you know, trying to find out where, where our, our niche is. And I think, you know, every year we kind of have this conversation like, Hey, do we like where we're going? Do we like what this is? Um, what does the future look like for us? And then, and we make that decision early on or, you know, at the end of the year to go, well, here's what we're going to focus on next year. And then we just go, but we're always, there's always that conversation of what do we want to do next? We're always, and that's, what's cool about like being an, uh, you know, a smaller agency, right. you know, where we can make those pivot decisions and then you say, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And we still serve our previous customers if we had changed what we're going to do, but we're not pushing for that. Like if you look at our marketing website now, it's like, hey, we're targeting, you know, new entrepreneurs who want to do something or a small to medium businesses who have a business and they just want to, they're like having those growing pains because we know we can help them the most. And they're super quick because we love being quick. Like we can deliver a solution in, you know, three to six months and they can start to be hitting the ground and running. I love that. Yeah. And I like the, the way you guys have set this up with the discovery schedule a discovery call, put it in. I love everything where pe- the clients can just self-schedule, you know, like, Hey, here you go. Pick a time and, that works for you. You know what? That's been a game changer for us. Cause, yeah. cause, and you know, we have to build that trust and, and we talked about that before. And so what we do is we use that, we use that discovery call to just basically build trust, let them know who we are and what we do and what we're about and how we do it. You know, some of those tactics that you talk about and, right. And, and one of the things that they get after the discovery call is, is our blueprint. And that's, you know, how you asked about the process for building a, building an app. Yeah. We give that to them and say, Hey man, here's our blueprint. You can fill it out or you can hire us and we can like bring a team to actually do it for you. But, um, and, but we have a proven process and here it is, go for it and fill it out if you want to. And then we'll, we'll see, you know, we want to help you build it you build your product. But if not, you at least have a blueprint. You can go shop around if you like, you know? That's awesome. I like that. I got to check out that blueprint too. Hey, I noticed that you guys on the schedule page, there's like a, an exit pop-up. Do you have any stats on how well that, that's, a, I love it for one. So that's why I'm like, hey, is it, is it pretty effective having that little pop-up to say, hey, no, 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 you should set up this call. Like it's important. You know what? I'm going to check our stats and get back with you on that. All right. I don't. Yeah. It says don't hold your business back. We'll create something. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's schedule this 15 minute call. I like it, man. looks really cool. Awesome, man. Well, thank you. Yeah, we, we've been working on that. And uh, before I had moved to Singapore, I was like, All right, hey, we knew we know that we're not going to be as many face to face conversations as we used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we really want to grow. So let's create some automation. And that's what you're seeing there as a result of our work. 
something I did, and I don't know, you, you probably haven't seen this, but after people schedule the call, I, I need to update this video because it's like two, two, two years, two or three oh, years they old. They get a video of you? They get a video of that because I don't know if you feel this way, man, dude. I'm, I was yeah. tired of saying the same two minute spiel to every single person that I talked to mm. and then be like, you know what? Because I do all my calls back to back on one day and I just yeah. try to like, and then I just got sick You're of it. Like, I'm like, I, I just did this two minute spiel. Like, oh, tell me a little <laughs> bit about you. And I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I just want to talk about you, right? Like, let's talk about you and let, let me try to help you. And so that's what I say yeah. in the hey, during our call. I want to just talk about you. So here's a little thing about me that oh. I say everybody else. People have, I'm going to add like, that. I'm going to add that this week. That's so cool. That's a good idea because, well, one, it shows consistency that you can say the same message every time because you might leave something out that they really resonated with them. And then two, I mean, it's so hard to build the trust. See, I think you're doing a great thing in creating the content and, and people are like starting to, you know, learn what you're about and how you, how you approach things and, and you're delivering, you're giving value and that builds trust. Yeah. And so to be able to do that in the video, that's a great idea, man. I think video marketing would be great. And I think you're great on video. And that analogy is so awesome that like, even if you, you know, what I've said about video marketing is even if you don't want to build like a big YouTube channel and have it on YouTube, just having that video be on your website and being like, Hey, check it out. How, here's how our, here's our best videos, right? Like it's sort of like the blueprint in a way. Mm. Here's our best videos. Here's how you really build the, the MVP or here's our blueprint in video form. What they mm. end up seeing is me before they get on the call. So when we get on the call, they feel like they already know you are a little bit. And so that it's a, now feels like a warm intro and not a cool yeah, like, like your second conversation. Else. Yeah, they're going to schedule the call anyways, right? They might as well see you a little bit before. That's what I found that I'm like, I started adding video to our homepage and being like, hey, here's our best app marketing tips. And so at the bottom of our homepage, you see all yeah, those. Some that. people just see that, those videos. So if they see our website, they, they watch a couple of videos like, yeah, I've seen a couple of your videos. That's what they usually say. Ah, oh, cool. So you're saying, do you think we should put on the homepage or on the, on the, so. okay. Yeah. I think so. Cool. Just be like, here's our app, you know, all the free stuff that you're giving away anyways. Here's our app blueprint. Here's our funnel blueprint. Here's that, the video with the buckets and how you do that, how you build the, like the proper MVP. Those are all great content. All right, cool. I'm going to do it. I love it. You're so handsome. Yeah, thanks for that. On video. What's that? I so said, you're so handsome. You should be on video. Oh, thanks, man. It's my hair. <laughs> my wife, my wife won't let me cut it. No, she, she likes it. Yeah, she likes it. <laughs> That's the only reason I have it, man. It's a pain in the butt, to be honest. Right. You got to wash it every day. You got to, you, you what what's in there right now? It's very shiny. Dude, I, well, I just took a shower. That's why it's still wet. Okay. And that's, that's part of the problem. Because, well, so it's, it's, it's uh, 10 o'clock and it, t it takes forever to dry. <laughs> so, and, and I was like, okay, I could, I could either blow dry it, but I'm not going to be that guy. So I'm like, I'll just wear it wet. Like, I try not to be like, like I, I haven't guy. shaved in like, well, the guy who like, you know, spends 30 minutes or 40 minutes getting ready. Oh, this guy. Like, <laughs> like I guy. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I'd rather be on the phone doing, I don't know, doing whatever. I don't, what else am I doing? I don't know. <laughs> well, sometimes, oh, hold on. I got a garage opening now. Are you in the garage? I'm in the garage. I'll probably edit this hire out. <laughs> Hi, I'm recording. Sorry. That's okay. You need to have the okay. on-air sign. Hold on. We'll cut all this out. That's right. You don't have an on-air sign? That's what you need. What'd you say? The on-air sign. That's what you need. I know. Well, my wife didn't know. She's like, I'm locked out. <laughs> what am I going to get in the house? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> well, you're a good multitasker, man. I could not do that. She would be locked out if that was my wife. I'd be like, sorry, man. I can't. I can do one thing at a time. That's it. <laughs> let me know when you're ready to get back on. Here. What? I said, let me know when you're ready to get back on. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Do you remember what we were talking about? <laughs> Just the hair. You were going to tell me about what your getting ready routine or something like that. Oh, yeah. When I get ready, like I, I got to the point where, man, I started using this like volume volumizer type of stuff. And my son's making fun of me. He's like, man, you take like 20 minutes to get ready and stuff. <laughs> so it's either a hat or like 20 minutes of getting yeah. the hair done properly. But that's what yeah. works. 
Yeah, I know. So my hair is curly. My wife, my daughter has the same challenge I have, which is like in humid, your hair is just a big ball. That's like my wife. Yeah. And so, so my wife figured out, you know, she's got, she went to this whole program. There's a whole Facebook group for this of like how to manage curly hair. And, <laughs> and so she just hands me these products I'm like, hey, do this, do this, do that. And this is how you put it on. And I'm like, all right. And then, so now I got it down and, but my hair is wet for like half a day because it's, because I'm not going to do anything else. It's so funny. Hey, the next thing I want to move on to is just the, the the daughters, man. Congratulations. Like, isn't it? So I have a son and a daughter, but okay. no offense, son, but like having a daughter is a freaking amazing experience. Hey, man, I've heard, so I heard this, this quote that was like, every dad wants a son, right. but every dad needs a daughter. Agreed. And I couldn't, I couldn't agree more because they, they take care of you. You know, they're super caring. Um, they're sometimes so sometimes emotional and that like me and my wife are both engineers and I think that's why we get along so well. We're kind of like um you know logical in our decision making. You know, we, we both are are Christian, so it's like, you know, like all, all those things are kind of like, are we gonna do that? It's kind of easy to make decisions in our family, but when you have these girls, one of them is just like us, who's like steady Eddie and the other one is super emotional and moody and I don't know how to deal with it neither does my wife so we're like we're we're having both experiences uh raising raising girls um but they're amazing yeah you know they take care of you they're they're you know they're just like this motherly instinct is already is this ingrained yeah and they're super cool Uh, I love I love them for sure yeah um but I have a 13 year old now you know boys are, are an interest oh shit and, she's, oh. she talked to you about that or something yeah and talk about in like she's like dad this is super uncomfortable I'm like yeah you think it's uncomfortable for you it's uncomfortable <laughs> for me too like so good luck man uh mm-hmm. when you get there you can you can call me i'll try to give you some advice but right now i'm kind of feeling my way out Dude, i have books about how to do this uh, i told you i'm constantly like i'm a learner how to raise girls I love that. Because I needed help. You know, I grew up with two brothers. What, what do I know about that? I, I had a, I have a good book. I stopped it because I got through the parts where it was like, 11-year-old boy, 6-year-old girl, this is how you do it. <laughs> but it's called Voice Lessons for Kids or Voice Lessons for Parents or something like that. And it was really good. And I was like, oh, this isn't – like they said, she's like, if your daughter wants to eat pasta and mac and cheese all the time, let her do it. I'm like – are you serious? That's that is literally my daughter. And then said something about my son too. And I was like, like that's okay, that's normal. I'm like, holy crap! This is like a universal thing, like with eleven-year-old boys. This is insane. So it was a good book. Yeah, I, like it. I wrote it down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at it. Yeah. No. So it's, it's for boys and girls. Yeah. She goes into different chapters, and then it's like through like different age groups too. So I stopped and I was like, okay, I got to just. I'll just continue when my kids get older. I'll go to the later chapters. There's an audio book. Yeah. Just in time learning. I love it. That's yeah, what I do. exactly. I, like, I don't need this yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Hey, so I got a game for you. I know I you're a big sports it. fan, right? You love oh, the Rockets. No. Please don't give me, please don't be trivia. I'm no, it won't, it's not trivia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but here it is. So it's a game I literally thought of today and I was taking my son to school and I was like, this guy does not sound like he's we're listening to like a, a show right a radio show in politics he's talking about politics this guy sounds like he's a sports announcer so th- this is the the concept of the show is okay. sports or politics now I'll play you a clip of somewhat pretty known announcers and you got to figure out if this is a sports dude or if this is a political show oh, all, right, all right all right yeah i'm down here we go and i don't have any music for this so unfortunately you're gonna have to deal with that element all right here is clip number one say good morning to our great radio affiliates around the world numbering 362 and our tv partners direct tv audience channel 239 sports or politics direct tv that's my only clue (laughs) that's my only clue man i'm gonna go politics no, this is Say good morning to our great radio affiliates around the world, numbering 362, and our TV partners. Direct- so that's the Dan, that's Dan Patrick. 
Dan Patrick show. I, I knew it was Dan Patrick. Yeah. Damn it. All right. All right. Let's go with this one. It's a longer clip. The other night, about 2 a.m., my son wakes me up from a deep sleep, shouting, Daddy, Daddy. I run into his room, and he says, Daddy, I need to go to the bathroom. And I take him to the bathroom, where he proceeds to dump half his body weight in the toilet. And we're sitting there, and I keep saying to him, Son, are you done yet? No, Daddy, are you done? No, are you done? No. And finally, about 20 minutes into this, he, I, I finally say to him, You're done, aren't you? He said, Yeah, I just don't want to go back to bed. I did turn seven. <laughs> Politics. Yes. Can All you tell right. by the cadence yet? <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's the next one. I did turn 75 today, but remember, that's only 24 Celsius. Fourth. By the way. That's Chris Matthews, politics. No way. Dude, I'm failing. <laughs> okay, and then here's a couple one, more clips. I got two more for you. I'm failing. I, I want to start with this. <laughs> we got a lot to get to. But, but but this is not the tipping point. This is not the crest of the wave. The wave has already crashed. Wait, I'm going to go politics. Sports. <laughs> you only got one. one out of four. Okay, can you redeem yourself? Last one. Is this the bonus round? Is it worth three points? Yes, show. sure. <laughs> Let's make it worth three points. Here we go. So, folks, when I do this show... Um, for a living, I could just talk about what happened yesterday. It'd be a very safe show. It'd be a very <laughs> easy show. Here's what happened yesterday. Politics. Let me give you some. Oh my god, that's Colin Hurd. <laughs> that's sports. Dude, you put five sports in there? No, I had three and two. Did you had one two politics. politics and three sports. <laughs> well, Daniel, dude, this is right, really fun, man. Don't put it. You just have to promise you can't put a leaderboard on there because I'm going to be at the bottom of it. <laughs> I try to come up with different games with different people. And so this one, I was like, you know what? This sounds fun. That's why I need the extra 15 <laughs> minutes to pull these clips together. And I had to try to find like popular ones because, dude, I went through all the podcasts and I was like, well, this is like a no name. This is like me, like a no name guy talking about sports. And so, like, how are we going to know? So I was like, Dan Patrick, Chris Matthews. This, so well, anyways, these are the uh, top you, pick, you picked a good guy to do this because I actually don't listen to any sports or politics. Okay. My, my wife is like, you're listening to that business podcast again? Like, that's all I do. Yeah. So in, in the road, if I'm, if I'm listening to podcasts, it's either going to be uh, Steve P. Young, you might know the guy, or um, Money, Money Matters, Money, P, NPR, like the yeah. money, what is that called? Anyway. A lot of business stuff. That's awesome, man. Hey, let's end with this. What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? Um, you can do it. Be more confident. Is there, some, is there a gift that you get a lot of people? Like, is there a go-to gift that you tend oh, to I love I love giving books. Um, I usually do. I usually, I usually ask them, do you do audio books or do you like to read? And then I, I gift books all the time. I love that. Is there a book that you got? You often gift? Uh, the last gift book I gifted was, um, in fact, this is one of the things in, in my uh, five, my five things I wish I knew. Oh, I took the covers off. I like taking the covers off because they're like a cool color sometimes. Yeah. But this one's How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital by Nathan Latka. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this I one's kind of cool. It makes, you, it makes you think out of the box. Like, like remember how I told you like there's no rules? Yeah. Like, this guy... He's like, dude, there's no rules. Like, go do something. And this guy gives you tactics, which I love. Because it's one thing to read theory, but, like, I want to know how to do it. Yeah. This guy does tactics, and I love that. Another book I, I like to give a lot is, um, um, damn it. Uh, I'll have to get back with you on that one. Damn it. It's a really good book, too. Um, but do you know the author? No, it has to do with um, with getting things done. There, willpower doesn't work. Willpower doesn't work. Interesting. Yes, I've never heard. I haven't heard of that one. So it's all about like building your environment. Your environment is what like creates you or creates the outcomes. So it's like design your environment to where where you're gonna you have no way but to do to achieve your goals. Like for example, for me, like. If the TV's on, I'm like, I'm dead glued. There, there could be a bomb going off, a fire in the house. You better turn off that TV if you want me to get out of there. So 
so I don't have TVs. Like I never turn on the TV. If you come to my house, like it's never on. Cause, cause, it, cause I know that, that about me. And so I just don't turn it on. Mm. And if it was up to me, my wife loves TVs. If it was up to me, we wouldn't even have a TV in the house, but Interesting. that's kind of selfish. <laughs> Y'all have to suffer because, but no, I wouldn't do that. What, is there anything else you do to try to make sure you have the right habits, the environment? Um, let's see. So I, I usually, whenever I'm working on one thing, like I, I can only do one thing at a time. So I try to remove all distractions. So my phone's either upside down. Um, so that's why I take notes, which is like super old school, mm. but because I don't, I try to not bring up my phone because I know, you know, if I have my phone, I'm going to be on like LinkedIn or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I turn off notifications so I don't get pinged or dinged whenever I get emails. So those are just some of the things where I designed my environment to where I'm like staying focused. Yeah. I did that too, dude. I turned off all notifications, all like little text message notifications, ding, ding, like nothing. I don't want any of that stuff. I don't care because I can't help myself. Like if I hear yeah. a text message, text message thing, I want to check it. Right. And so I just, unless it's my wife, like there's no dings, like it just shows up and I, just, I see it when I see it. Oh, what did, how did you do that with there's no wife? Cause my wife gets pissed. She's like, I know you're at home. I know you're working. Why aren't you responding? <laughs> I don't know if it works properly, but essentially I turned off all like in the Apple notifications, you can turn off sounds. So I turned off sounds and vibrate. And then what I did was for my wife, you know how you can have custom ringtones when people text. Mm. So I had her as the normal text message tone and then everybody else has no volume essentially. And so when it dings, I know it's my wife. Anybody else that texts, I don't hear anything until I see my phone. That's how I set it up. That's smart. I'm going to do it. This is awesome, man. So the website is triple E. So E E E dev.com. Go check them out. Daniel, do you want to plug anything else? Your social media, anything else? Well, uh, if you want to get in contact with me, I'm kind of getting into the Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. I love, so it's an Instagram. It's at Daniel R Vasquez. Cause there's okay. a lot of us, um, kind of like what you said, uh, with Steve P young. Um, <laughs> but also, um, we created something for you, for the audience. If they're wanting to interested in building their first app, or even if you're not, I like to look at this list. It's the five things that we wish we knew when we built our first app. We have that on our website, um, but we built it specifically for you guys. So that's at go.eedev.com. That's the one we're working on, but we're going to update triple uh, edev.com so that it's up there too. Uh, by the time you guys click it on the show, it'll be on both places. Awesome. So go.eedev.com. So go.eedev.com. That's it. Sweet brother. Thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. I'm so glad that we got to do it. I got to learn so much more about you. And then the, like I said, this is my excuse to really get to know some of the friends that I've gotten to meet through the business. So thank you. Same I here, appreciate man. you, man. Same here. It was a good time. Hopefully right, we brother. do this again. We will. Anytime. Anytime. All right, man. Later.